0: about need and a good reason No more sad regrets and no sympathies How can I say it? Don't you realize You took the words right out of my mind Living here in the heart of the summer Lost days when your cup is full to the brim Do you remember the first night we met and talked till morning You took the words right out of my mind
1: Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bienniesz, and today I'm here with Martin Samoyloff.
2: Hi, Ashley. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah,
1: thanks for coming down. I said your name right. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself. And I'm about happy that. to
2: know your name now, too. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, it's uh, pretty unique, so not many people know how to pronounce it. Um, so, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, I've been playing music, I guess, uh, most of my adult life, so I have recordings that go back about 35 years, and uh, a lot of original songs over that time, so every 10 years or so I like to pop up and just produce some recordings of original songs and music, and basically I've done that lately, so I'm happy to be here to talk about some of my songs.
1: Awesome, and what kind of music do you do?
2: It's kind of, I call it fusion, so it's a fusion of rock with some jazz influences, some sort of popular music styles. And I like to
0: try different styles of music, so mm-hmm.
2: I, I love to incorporate maybe a bit of percussion, some world beat. So it's it's kind of a unique fusion. <laughs> I, I, I like it.
1: Okay. And um, so you said that you do uh, instrumental and vocal music? Yes. And, and why?
2: Well, certain compositions are more uh, instrumental, and uh, I've always enjoyed uh, fusion music, like for me, an example of probably my heroes musically is the band Return to Forever, mm-hmm. Chick Corea, Stanley Clark, uh, Lenny White on drums, Al Miola on guitar. It's just, to me, that's kind of the essence of fusion. So a lot of ideas musically are more instrumental mm-hmm. and then occasionally a melody will pop up. The melody generates some sort of a lyrical idea.
1: Okay, nice. Um, so. Are you you said that you're over the past 35 years you've been making music. Have you been only making music or have you been like doing other things and music just kind of comes to you?
2: Yeah, it's it's something that basically it's it's almost like a pathological condition every 10 years or so I just have this <laughs> urge I have to, you know, yeah. get back to my roots musically and so mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the 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 part of the cycle I'm in right now and then in between that of course I have to go and pay the bills and have a life, etc. so mm-hmm. What do you do? Well actually at this point I I've, I've reached a point where I just don't want to work anymore. Nice. So I I've, I've done that basically, you know, since I was a uh, a young student here at the U of M mm-hmm. and uh I I just thought, well, I've done this, I've done that, mostly uh driving related work
1: and uh so I'm just kind of enjoying life. That's awesome. I'm just focusing on your music.
2: Basically, yes.
1: Good. Good for you. Um and what's your what's your uh training in music? or Do you have any training?
2: Well, I did study music here. Again, this was many, many years ago when I graduated from the university. And at that time, I think I was actually more interested in playing music. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really focusing so much on the discipline, on the theory, on all the things I should have been focusing on as a student. But even so, that kind of percolated through, I think, and there was a definite influence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mostly I've I've learned music by ear, Mm -hmm. and uh, I've divided my time musically between keyboards and drums.
1: Okay. And, wh- and what did you go to school for?
2: I actually graduated in uh, anthropology here.
1: Oh, okay. But and you took music here as well? Yeah.
2: Uh, prior to my life as a musician, I actually uh, started at university in education. Okay. But like I was saying, I was kind of more interested in life and being out there and playing. So... I really kind of, I actually ended up dropping out after a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Went out and saw the world. Yep. And then I realized I really needed to learn more, <clears throat> so came back.
1: Nice. How has your music kind of transformed over the school or over your career in, or music experiences? Um,
0: I would say
2: over time, as technology has evolved, uh, my ability to uh, create musically has remained fairly simple. Mm -hmm. But by staying in in simple recording terms with the evolution of recording technology to be able to make home recordings over time has become a much higher quality production in the end. So Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed being able to make recordings basically at home or with the help of friends at home uh, in home studios, take the best of those recordings to a professional recording studio for somebody that can do the actual engineering, the mixing, the mastering—you mm-hmm. know—make the the final mm-hmm. recording the best it can be. Yeah. So over time, uh, the ability to make a very high quality recording has improved. Mm-hmm. But I've tried to keep the essence of the music fa- fairly basic, very yeah. simple.
1: Nice. And you do you so you do all of your own recordings at home, like the the roughs and. That's and right. And what's the process in that? Like, wh- how do you do that? Well,
2: uh, basically, it's a process of multi-tracking. So. For me, I might want to lay down drums first. If that's sort of what comes to mind. If I have enough of a structure of the song Mm -hmm. that I'll actually just lay down the drums first, um, otherwise, uh, keyboards. So just layering. So if the song has more of a lyrical content, it's probably going to be keyboards and then drums followed by, um, whoever can accompany on bass or guitar. So generally I get other musicians involved with the other instruments. Mm -hmm. And then by having all the different tracks. Uh, I can get sort of a basic uh, mix of what I want to hear and then take that to somebody who's going to do the final editing and mixing.
1: And how did you learn to do that? Did you get any training or was it just trial and error?
2: Well, I think by playing in different groups, by being involved uh, in different recording projects, basically as a studio musician, being able to go and sit in with different uh, groups over the years, I've kind of watched how the process has evolved.
1: Okay, and you're like, I can do this. Exactly. Yeah, I could probably do just as good.
2: And of course, I always call upon help from others who yeah. really know what they're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about that. So you said that, so you, do you record yourself playing drums and, and, um, and keyboard
2: and, yes.
1: and, and singing. I, absolutely. I um, how do you find other musicians to fill in the other min- instruments that you, that you don't play?
2: Well, luckily it worked out, especially on this last album, Peace of Mind. Uh, I first took my ideas to a friend who I had been playing music with. He happens to play bass. He happens to play guitar. He's a good backup singer. Mm -hmm. So he helped with the recording. Okay. So it was perfect. He's sitting behind the booth recording me. Then when it was time to set up, he could basically record himself at his leisure and add his parts. Oh, nice. Um, The process then went to another friend, again, has a basement recording studio and uh, also plays bass and guitar. So he added some Mm -hmm. parts to the second half of the album. Okay. So there's a nice. So you just have lots variety. of friends.
1: So you've got to make lots of music friends, and you can That's you can do it. anything. Yeah. And did you get you didn't use any funding from governments or anything to make your both your CDs? No, no.
2: Both were funded basically just by by my own finances.
1: Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you get CDs printed?
2: Well, there's actually uh, I guess a, a couple of different ways. There there's a couple of different uh, companies that uh, take all the material. To uh, put a CD together, and then they they do the bulk orders mm-hmm. for manufacturing. Okay. So I went with a company called Polar Bear. Oh. Based here in Winnipeg.
1: Oh, nice. Those are my favorite kind of companies. Yeah, Polar Bear <laughs> Productions. <laughs> I'm really just asking because, um, um, for uh, selfish reasons, cause one day I want to release an album. Um, but that's really interesting. Like you got to just find resources, and you're very resourceful with friends. And lo- I, I love working with local companies. Just to support. Absolutely. Local now, businesses.
2: unfortunately over time CDs like vinyl have sort of become well, there's there's a I guess sort of changing tides mm-hmm. with what's <coughs> the most popular medium for listening to music now. Yeah. So, I find a CD is still a nice compact permanent form of that particular recording project. So it it should be good forever. Yeah. Even though now there seem to be more um, popular uh, platforms I guess for for uh,
1: digital, digital, yeah. exactly.
2: So that there's a lot more on online uh, variety for enjoying music now. So I'm trying to get involved with uh, creating an anthology of music on SoundCloud. Okay. So I've taken recordings from over the past 35 years with various artists, but it's all original music and songs.
1: Mm-hmm. And Have you put it on iTunes or Bandcamp?
2: Well, actually, both of the CDs are on mm-hmm. uh, iTunes uh, through CD Baby.
1: Okay, nice. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that on your website actually CD Baby was linked. Um so but this anthology you're going to do in um on SoundCloud will you, will you also be putting that on iTunes or Bandcamp for people to purchase to support uh, you?
2: Actually, right now it's just on I, uh, on SoundCloud for people to enjoy just mm-hmm, yeah, just for fun, okay. just for sharing. Nice. So I'm hoping that that's a good way to play some alternate forms of the original songs on peace of mind plus Songs just from over the years, mm-hmm. so I'm just trying to add a few treats for people that might remember a certain band from way back or a certain song from you know the 90s or the 80s.
1: Awesome! And how do people? What's your account on SoundCloud? People could find you.
0: Uh,
2: soundcloudcom slash Martin Just
1: oh, just your name. Perfect. Yep. It's the only one with it that name. Yeah. Awesome. And,
2: and that site also has links to YouTube, CBC. Uh, the various albums, uh, iTunes, CD Baby, and and also my web page. Mm-hmm. It's all on the SoundCloud awesome.
1: page. You're very um, internet smart. Well, uh, with a lot of
2: help actually, and thanks especially to uh, my friend Corey. Mm-hmm. He helped produce a, a couple of the uh, music uh, videos that are on uh, YouTube.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, I watched the one for um, what's it called? Is it en- or what is enough? Oh, cool. Mm, nice. Really good. Thank you. I liked it. Uh, you're welcome. So we actually started with a song called Out of My Mind. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about that song? What's it about? Out of
2: My Mind is a love song. And it's set in uh, uh, a summertime kind of a music mood. So uh, there's some certain influence I think people will recognize right away in terms of a jazz fusion type of a song. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something that I always kind of heard a certain way in my mind but I never really had an opportunity to take that and add drums percussion some keyboard solos you know a bit more of a jazzy flavor Mm -hmm. so it was a song that kind of evolved from hearing it a certain way in my mind to being able to actually play it and Mm -hmm. and hear it more as a finished complete song
0: Mm
1: -hmm, awesome and why did you decide to make your your, this is from your second uh, I'm changing the topic right after you mentioned that (laughs) You wrote the first uh, album, did you write it with the intention of making an album, or was it, hey, I want to make an album, here are all these songs I wrote, and you put them together?
2: Exactly. It's that 10-year kind of process in the cycle where all of a sudden I've got all these ideas that are kind of bubbling up, and I want to do something with them.
1: hmm And how did, <coughs> sorry, I'm getting over a cold, so my throat is oh, no. not I, agreeing with me. Me too. Yeah. I know it's that season. Um, how did you pick these songs, like of all the songs that you'd written over the last 10 years, how did you narrow it down to 14?
2: Well, actually narrowing it down to 14 was pretty easy. About half of the songs are are keyboard improvisations. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the uh, Under the Radar CD I describe as soundscapes, which they could be used in in a soundtrack. They could be used behind uh, maybe a nature video. And then there were some song ideas that, again, they were sort of in my mind and I wanted to hear them. I wanted to piece them out and, and hear what they would sound like with other instruments and with vocals and... So uh, th- uh, a lot of a lot of the material on both of the albums kind of evolved in the process of recording them. Mm-hmm. So oh, really? I, so I, I kind of had narrowed down which ones were kind of on the template and how I wanted to fit, you know, how they would sound best, how they'd be presented best. And so uh, the Under the Radar CD is more of a seamless flow from one track to the next. There really aren't a lot of pauses. And the Peace of Mind album is more... Uh, I would say, songs than just instrumental, but each song is distinct, and, there, again, the pauses are brief, so it's just kind of a very quick from one to the next. So it really there's, flows. There's Both have a different type of flow, exactly. Okay.
1: Um, and how do you choose, uh, so I, I love piano improvisation. Nice. Uh, I love to do that at home. Wonderful. Uh, but how do, you, how do you know when that improvisation that you do is the one you want to put on an album?
2: It just sounds, it, it just has the, that quality that you want other people maybe to enjoy. Okay. So generally, I'd like to be able to do that. Again, it's in the process. All the layers are already there. Mm-hmm. So I already have something that I can just kind of rest on you know, as I play. So it just makes the whole process that much easier to improvise.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and how, how, do you, how do you improvise?
2: It, again, it's nice to just have everything's already there, sort of like a comfy couch and all you have to do is just kind of sit there and play with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have like a chord progression in mind or already planned out?
2: Uh, generally not a plan, okay. but an understanding of what the chord changes are. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll I'll kind of hear a melody in my mind and kind of riff with that. And then otherwise it's just spontaneous, whatever kind of flows with that moment. Okay. So it's, it's a bit of each.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I got to listen to this. This... Yes, really, please. I, I hope will, you'll I will. enjoy I'm it. I'm going to go home and listen to all of it.
2: <laughs> Lots of improvising on that. the, the under-the-radar Color of Bless.
1: Mm-hmm. And I like the cover. The well, beach, thank you. Very relaxing. Um, so why did you call it Color of Bliss?
2: Color of Bliss is a, just a color in, again, I, I guess I like to spend a lot of time imagining things. To me, the Color of Bliss is a color in your mind in a moment of blissful meditation when it could be just a beautiful summer day and you're just sitting outside by the water and the sun shining, and the, as the sun shines, even with your eyes closed there will be a certain color, and to me that color is the color of bliss.
1: Awesome. And is that, is that one of your songs with just um, an instrumental, or is it a song?
2: It's an instrumental. It's an improvisation.
1: Okay. And uh, Okay. Interesting. So it's called the color of bliss, but it's a, a music. hmm Absolutely. Okay. I have to
2: it's to a that. soundscape to kind of let your own mind visualize whatever you, whatever you the want.
1: Colorless is to you.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Exactly.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. Well, thank you. Um, so, what is your songwriting process? Other than like just thinking in your like, how do you like you have all these thoughts in your head? How do you filter it and write it down and in a way that you're happy to present it to other people?
2: I guess the process starts in different ways. Again, it, sometimes it's uh, it's a it's an idea in my mind. It could be based on just a few words, even quite often words are sort of the, the basis for a structure. Mm-hmm. And then other times it's a melody. It could be two or three notes. It could be a syncopated type of a rhythm. So I like to find those different things so that I have a diversity of different ideas for music. Mm-hmm. So it usually starts with just one thing and then it kind of snowballs. It builds on that one thing. So like in my idle time, if I'm just doing something and I'm not really thinking about anything, say I'm cross-country skiing, that (laughs) rhythm, it creates its own kind of, it generates its own melodies, its own rhythms and stuff. So quite often it starts just like that. So the music thing generally happens when you're not even really thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And so I like to take that. The trick is being able to remember it. And I would say most of the moments where there's a, a, a melody or a riff, they come to mind and they're gone. So there has to be some process of recording that. Either just having something portable that you can record yeah. or an instrument that you can play those ideas on so that you can remember them by just through rote, through repetition. mm
1: mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's funny that you said cross-country ski. Um, I do a lot of walking, nice. and I'll, like, the beat of my feet, mm-hmm. I go, I'll remember exactly. things. But I'm also the same, like, I don't even nice. remember what I, what I would sing, or or I'd say a line, I'm like, oh, that sounded really cool, I have to remember that, and I'd go home, <laughs> and I'm like, what were the words I used, or what was the the rhythm, and it's lost. Um, but that's funny that I'm not the only one. Uh-huh. So how long does it t- take you to usually write a piece?
2: Sometimes I'll, uh, there are songs actually on the Peace of mine album that I thought of when I was just a young person working in the mail room at the University of Winnipeg, you know, 30 years, 35 years ago. And I always wanted to take, again, that idea for a song and turn it into a song so it can take a long time. Or there are other ideas, actually, such as the song Democracy, which is one of the reasons I wanted to make peace of mind. Um, I guess a lot of things were just sort of happening happening currently in in our lives, in society, that made me want to turn this into, into a song Yeah. so there was a bit more uh, uh, pressure a, a little bit more motivation to want to, m- to turn democracy into a song so it actually evolved in the process of recording it so basically the, the song started with uh, uh, using the keyboard to play a bass part and that bass part on the keyboard became the basis for the song so in the process of actually starting that and doing it and recording it it became the whole song that that it is probably oh, okay. the most tracks of all the Recordings.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, so that's funny. So you, you you went in with one idea and came out with another. With
2: the whole thing, like it, it was just the bass part basically, and that bass part was the basis for everything, for the whole song, for mm-hmm. the lyrics, for the melody, for all the different parts. And and so it's it's the most complex song, but it was done in the least amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm. Was it was it risky to do it like that?
2: Well, I, I guess there's a certain risk in wanting to do it, but there's also <coughs> for me. The pressure of the deadline—you you, you want to get things done. So uh, for me, that sometimes helps.
1: Okay, and why did you want to write the song and not just pick a song that you've already r- uh, written or um, a piece that you already played?
2: I wanted to actually have kind of a uh, an amalgam, a combination of different musical styles. So I already had some ideas kind of in 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 mind, and then other ones that were less evolved, but still just as Uh, available to to work with. Mm -hmm. So it made the whole process, for me, way more interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Very cool. I like that. I want to ask you about the second CD, but I'm going to ask you about a couple other things before we move into that one. Sure. Um, what What was your, throughout your performing career, what has been your proudest moment? Hmm. What's been
0: my proudest moment?
2: That's a good question. Um. Well, I, I certainly remember being a part of the uh, very first Walk for Peace oh, here okay. in Manitoba. What is that? The Walk for Peace was an annual walk. I think it still takes place. And uh, that would have been 1982, maybe? 1981? It was very a long time ago. And at that time, I was playing in a band called Folding Chairs. And Folding Chairs at that time, I think there were seven or eight of us, standing on the steps of the legislative building in front of about, I don't know, 15,000 people. Oh, wow. I've never seen such a huge crowd of people <clears throat> gathered at the legislature. And so uh, that, was, that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You know, over, over the years, uh, I can still just remember, you know, just all the people walking through downtown and it being a brand new event. Uh, you know, that was pretty cool was to be excited. part of it.
1: Awesome. So how many projects have you been involved with?
2: You know, I've played in country bands, I've played in bar bands, I've recorded in studios with various uh, musicians, I've auditioned for bands that have gone on to enjoy great success, Uh, but uh, mostly I've enjoyed playing music with friends that I've gotten to know just through our common love of music, and it's it's something I think that I never really felt like I would continue to make a living at it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though every few years, I I sort of pop up to just kind of say, here I am, I'm still here. Um, It's it's something that I do more just for my own satisfaction, for Mm -hmm. my own enjoyment that I can share with people that kind of like the same thing.
1: Okay, nice. So what's your favorite song to play then?
2: My favorite song to play?
1: Mm -hmm, Or to perform?
2: Um, Gee, I kind of like performing all the songs that I play. Um, In a way, I kind of enjoy, there's a song on Peace of Mind called TGIF.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's a song, again, I was a very young person when the the idea for the song came to mind, but I never actually heard the, the the parts. I just heard the melody and the music to it. So to be able to make that song complete on the album and to be able to perform it, it's, for me, as much fun as I can have.
1: That's awesome. And what's that song about? Other than it's got about Friday. Yeah, <laughs> Surprisingly, it's probably about Friday.
2: a time of the week that billions of people around the world get to enjoy pretty much collectively for the same reasons Mm -hmm. because they've been working all week friday's the night to cut loose and then it's the weekend and now everything's piled up it's the weekend we've got all the things we need to get done that we never got done from the previous week so it's kind of one of those songs that everyone can relate to
1: yeah oh awesome Mm -hmm. that's great
0: Fridays are sacred, oh so people seem to say. Ask everyone if they look more forward to any other day. Eight more working hours to go and about, that much left of daylight. Your eyes look red already. In anticipation of another Friday night. So hurry people, hurry. The week is almost through. You got all night to unwind, yeah, many billion others do. Every Friday night. So go back to bed real soon And then it's a sunny day And you'd like to get out and have fun But you can't Cause the chores from last weekend Keep you busy till the day is done Can't you sleep tonight? Or are you thinking about the past? And how your life has become routine And your free time goes by too fast is not your own Let me assure you That you are not alone So in conclusion Let me express this another way Think of all the time that must be wasted If we live one-seventh of our lives on Monday,
1: you you uh, you were working, I guess, full time or just as not as a musician, and then you retired or quit from that to focus on your music. Right? How have you been balancing? Um, family life or just things that aren't music related with your music like paying bills and sleeping and
2: well you know luckily because I worked all the years that I worked I did manage to save up a little bit so right now I'm, I'm living on my retirement savings essentially and uh, I have lots of time for my family I actually have two grandsons uh, my most of my family live right here in Winnipeg mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so everything's good
1: Nice. You're just enjoying everything. It's all working That's out. That's right. Already. Essentially,
2: I have time to just enjoy doing the things that, that I like to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love that. So when you're when – you ha- okay, how am I going to word this? When you are writing your music, um, you have it in your head. How do you get what's in your head and explain it to the um, other um, uh, musicians or singers in your, in your music?
2: I find generally interacting with musicians, we sort of have an understanding based on chords. As long as you can identify what chords are being played per measure, each musician has their own way of interpreting things. Yeah. So for me, it really helps. Say if I'm working with another musician, and I enjoy collaborating. It's sort of, my I have the time to enjoy re- other people's recording projects now. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has an idea, if they strumming guitar and are able to sing the basic melody. Then that's the basis for me to be able to add keyboards. I'll know what the chords are, add drums because I know what sort of tempo, what sort of flavor style the music is. So for me, that's the, my favorite way of being able to share with other musicians, the same, the same idea. If I can put down in a bed track, the, the basic track for recording the keyboard part, and then maybe add the melody of the vocals mm-hmm. or the lyrics. That becomes the basis for other people to know what they can add, you know, with the other instruments. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, so, what year did you release "The Color of Bliss"? "Color of
2: Bliss" came out in two thousand and four, I believe.
1: And then, um, "Peace of Mind" came out in two thousand fifteen. Why was mm-hmm. there this uh, this large period of time of n- no music?
2: I think after after uh, the last recording project, everything sort of ran its course. And after a few years, I really wasn't playing music at all. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was basically working, but I always enjoyed having that recording project as a basis for something I could go back to if I wanted to perform. You know, s- some original material.
1: Okay. And <clears throat> how did you, um, or what was the decision to say, hey, I'm going to make another CD?
2: Actually, it was uh, my friend who was helping with the recording. Who had found himself temporarily out of work so I thought hey well this would be a perfect time for you to help me and I'll just pay you to help me do this recording so that's how it started then about halfway into it I thought well I'm committed now now I have to do this recording Hmm. so it became a a whole much bigger process just by starting it It is the 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 beginnings were very simple very humble and then all of a sudden now I've got to do this thing it's like you know most of the way there
1: and how long did it take you to make the CD?
2: Well, actually, it, it took almost a year. Okay. But um, I started it with my friend Donnie, and he added his uh, various parts. But about halfway into the recording, he was no longer available. But in the meantime, my friend Chris Conlon was uh, uh, available to help with the recording and adding his parts. But being a busy person, I was basically uh, only able to get together, you know, maybe once week or two and for just a few hours so it, it took a much longer time to get all the different parts together.
1: Mm-hmm. And then once you had all those you still had to send them off to mastered. That's right
2: and so actually a uh, peace of mind was was edited and mixed by Joe Dudich who is a retired uh, CBC um, recording producer. No big deal. And uh, yeah and did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. It was just it was the best way to take the the recordings from the different interpretations from Donnie and Chris and Hand them over to Joe so that he knew exactly, you know, how to put things together.
1: And how long did it take to get everything mastered?
2: Actually, the final editing and mixing was just a couple of weeks. Oh, it, really? It really didn't take long For at all because all the pieces were there.
1: Thirteen songs.
2: Well, in fact, under the radar, it was the same thing. Lloyd Peterson, um, from Private Ear, again, also somebody who had worked at CBC, played in the band The Cheer. Um, he again took the, the the digital tracks that I had polished as best as I could with the help of friends, and then did the final mixing. So again, that final process, it's, it's basically ready to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and do you have plans for a CD in the future?
2: I don't have plans for a CD in the future, but I'm actually hoping to get out and perform as, as basically as a one-man band using digital tracks from both of the albums.
1: Mm, okay. Maybe in like another three 10 years. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it'll be a 10-year. Then
2: then there'll be a complete trilogy. So
1: That's awesome. That's that's great. <laughs> um, Thank you. I love that I- idea. Me too. Uh, so performing, that's what you're going to be doing, uh, or that's what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As a one-man band, um, tell me how that's going to work.
2: Well, essentially, I have recordings of the songs. Uh, a number of the musicians don't even live here in Winnipeg. So the easiest way to perform is to actually use what recordings I have of their parts, and play along. Mm. So it allows me to play keyboards and sing, percussion or other instruments, and accompany my own parts that I've already recorded.
1: Okay. You think uh, So does it limit to where you can actually perform then, do you think?
2: I don't know that it limits or or maybe increases the places that I should potentially be able to perform. And what I really love is I can put everything in my car. <laughs> so touring is like super yeah. simple. you don't have to
1: worry about drums or... That's um, it, exactly.
2: That's I, awesome. I can travel relatively light.
1: Okay, and do you have plans on touring?
2: I don't have plans on touring. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm more interested, I think, in projects. But the opportunity to get out to perform is, is something that I'm always happy to to, to try to, to promote.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're here to promote a couple of shows you'll be doing in the near future. Do you want to talk about?
2: Uh, well, actually, so um, I'll be here at the University of Manitoba for Fit Expo on June 18th. That's a Saturday. At 3 p.m., and that's the precursor to the Manitoba Marathon.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: So that event takes place inside the Investors Group uh, Athletic Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll be playing at Playing for Change, which is September 10th in the Carmen area. Okay. And uh, so that's uh, an annual fundraising event. And Playing for Change itself is a big international organization, and they support uh, music and provide instruments for uh, people that have maybe fewer opportunities to, to be involved musically in the world.
1: And how, do you, how did you get involved with uh, uh, playing for change?
2: Well, a friend who I was helping with a recording project um, actually has been involved in uh, previous events. So he invited me to be part of uh, the house band, essentially, for the upcoming event.
1: And what does that mean? What are you going to do then?
2: Uh, well, we're actually going to be our own little band, uh, which we just started, and uh, so we'll probably wrap up the, uh, the 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 concert essentially on September 10th, and then I'll be doing my own Martin Samoilov under the radar show during that event as well.
1: Oh, awesome! That's exciting. Yeah, do you yeah. have, do you have anything else planned, or do you have plans for the summer?
2: I don't really have plans for the summer. I like to get out there and and uh, see uh, wild Manitoba and you know get on my uh, mountain bike and so on. So
1: yeah, that's the perfect time. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Hot freezing out. Absolutely. We're finally getting summer. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. I'm wearing flip-flops today, <laughs> first time of the year, which is great. Oh, good for you. Yeah, thank you. It's a big accomplishment for me. Um, this is great. So where can people find you on social media? You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but let's say it again.
2: That's right. Okay, so uh, uh, you can actually find, I have music videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, actually on Facebook, uh, you can go to the Manitoba Music uh, artists directory, and I'll be there as well. So I think that pretty much covers it. Also, soundcloud.com slash Uh On that page, you should be able to find the links to everything. Mm-hmm. And so I've actually submitted one of my songs to CBC Music Searchlight 2016. Oh, you did? So I'm hoping, awesome. uh, well, I guess we'll wait and see what happens there. I've also submitted my new album to uh, this year's Western Canada Music Awards. Breakout oh, yeah. West is in Regina in the fall. So, you know, again, it's it, it's a lottery, I guess you could say. Yeah. But I'm hoping for the best. Awesome. And, yeah, so uh, I, I should be playing at the Goodwill for the uh, new music night sometime this summer. I'm, I'm not sure when yet. Oh, and that's right. I'm hoping there might be an opportunity even to be uh, at the Fringe Festival. So, that would be that will be uh, fantastic. I'm just waiting to, to hear about that as well.
1: That's awesome. Good for you. Thank you, you're, all, you're stretching out there. So I'm assuming you're a member of Manitoba Music. Then that's right. Yeah, because like, all the things you're mentioning, I'm just like you can. I'm thinking a boat. And that's <laughs> yeah. where we connected. In yeah, fact. that's actually how we met. Uh, um, inadvertently, because mm-hmm. I didn't know that we would. I'd be doing the Pick Music Project at that time. Um, fantastic. So is there anything that you'd like to say or anything like you add about your music?
2: Well I'm just very grateful Ashley that you invited me to uh, to be able to come here today no, and it was just great talking to you. This has been
1: fantastic. I love uh, I love to hear about your, your music because as a piano or a pianist myself I like to improvise and write my own music. It's always great to hear. Nice. It's hard to find um, uh, pianists in Winnipeg. Absolutely. Because um, there's so many guitar players and mm-hmm. folk singers and nothing that's a bad thing. Or like bands or like heavy metal or Right. I there are some piano people out there, but it's, right. just not, it's hard to find that kind of fit my my genre. So this was really great. Um, so yeah, that's I guess we'll say that we're actually gonna. F- oh, I forgot to say we're actually gonna f- close off with a song called Midsummer Night, which came from your first album, Color of Bliss. Mm-hmm. How about you tell me a little bit about that song?
2: Well, Midsummer Night again. It's uh, kind of uh, an inspired instrumental piece that creates a certain type of mood. So, in keeping with the mood, I actually used some nature recordings, recordings that I made of thunder showers, uh, the sounds of nature at sunset at Okamak Marsh, I, and combined them all as kind of a background for the music. And uh, during a time in the 90s, I actually lived in Calgary and recorded the music part uh, just live off the floor with guitars and drums. Hmm. So uh, it's keyboards with, with the other instruments and uh, just the use of that little bit of nature background the, creates the, the mood of a midsummer night.
1: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Oh, thanks for having
1: me. This has been awesome. Uh, so this has been the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. If you missed the first half of this interview, don't worry. It'll be on umfm.com or on Friday at 8 a.m. at www.winnipegmusicproject.com where you will find all the links to Martin Samoyloff's, um social media, SoundCloud, um, CD Baby website, mm-hmm. all of that wonderful stuff. So... Thank you so much for tuning in. And now you're going to be listening to Midsummer Night.
2: Enjoy.